Welcome to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora, and this is going to be uh, the Ego Series Part 1. So for most of you who have been with us for quite some time, we talk a lot about the ego and how it is really the key to the ascension process, is to not only understand it, what it is, um, how to dissolve it, and what its programmings are. The ego is the opposition to the higher self. It is the block within the vessel to anchoring in the higher self, which is the block to healing, which is the block to growth. <clears throat> so I'm going to start out with what is the ego? What is it? How did it occur? And then we're going to break down the programmings um, of the ego, the tools and techniques to transform them, and as well as the divine traits of the God self that we anchor in <clears throat> to help dissolve, right? Because there's always a higher to what we are letting go of and what we are releasing. So the story of the ego program mind <clears throat> starts back 27,000 years ago. As most of you are aware, there has obviously been a battle that has been going on for quite some time. That is a whole nother story <laughs> that spans back about 19 billion years, but we will just cover the more immediate chapter of that story, which is the 27,000 year timeline. <clears throat> so Earth is the center of this multiverse. It is the heart of this multiverse. And it's a very unique planet because it was created by mother and father God as specifically the Garden of Eden, meaning it was a physical planet where souls could incarnate into physicality and create on a physical level, because in the higher dimensions, of course, we create, but it is not in a physical sense in the same way that we experience it down here. <clears throat> so it was meant to be a playground for souls to experience physicality, to experience creation on a more physical level. And the story of Earth is a long, there's a long history to it. But the gist is that <clears throat> 27,000 years ago, we were living in the Garden of Eden and, and, and for much longer than that, right? But at that time period, it is where we started an experiment. The experiment was, is that this was a fifth dimensional planet. So we were in physicality, but we also had light bodies. We had light cities. It was more of an energetic physicality. <clears throat> more fluid than what we experience today, which is a very dense physicality. We had the civilization of Lemuria. Lemuria was a fifth dimensional society. Um, mother of creation was Sophia Gaia. So she was the queen of Lemuria. And we were basically experimenting with creating these light cities. We were using crystal technology. We were creating grandness on this physical plane. The experiment was that we also had <clears throat> the Atlantean civilization who was living in a 4D um, dimensional realm. So this was the first time that we had done an experiment 
of having two different dimensional civilizations existing at the same time on the planet. And the experiment was, could the Atlanteans basically go through the ascension process, right? Could they ascend from the more 4D dimensional state into the fifth dimensional state? So the civilization of Atlantis, as you can see, a lot of people have seen the photographs of it at the bottom of the ocean. You can see that it was a much more physical civilization. This is why we haven't discovered the remnants of Lemuria, because Lemuria was fifth dimensional. So until we raise our frequency to a higher level, we're not going to be able to actually physically see with the naked eye the remnants of that civilization, which has also sunk to the bottom of the ocean. But Atlantis was a place where the population there was going through their own awakening process, right? They were learning how to transform energy. They were learning about alchemy. They were learning about the spiritual tools and techniques. And so they were gathering a lot of information and they were gathering a lot of very useful information of how their society was progressing from a more 3D, 4D to a 5D civilization. Now, the Atlanteans, the story goes that they became obsessed with gold Um, As we know, gold is a precious metal. It holds a very high frequency and gold uh, has a direct correlation to alchemy, as do all precious elements. And so they were kind of using gold as a way to decorate their temples, to decorate their cities, to bring a higher vibration so that they could create a higher vibrational society. Unfortunately, what happened was that they started to externalize the spiritual connection. They started to externalize the source energy into a material thing, such as gold. Does it sound familiar? (laughs) That's pretty much what's happening now. And so they became obsessed with gold. This goes back, also we'll link later on to the Anunnaki. Um, And so they were mining gold, they were decorating with gold, and so they became to almost worship gold as this external form of source, um, something that was going to give them that life force energy, something that they became, they started to almost worship it. And they were starting to use alchemy and use spiritual teachings and tools for self-service okay and this is where we get into the difference between what lemuria was doing which was utilizing spiritual tools and techniques alchemy source energy to create in service to the whole Atlantis was using this as service to self, service to themselves. They ended up and there was a there was a falling out between Sophia Gaia and others around her in Lemuria 
um, who became kind of jealous of certain beings within the Lemurian civilization, specifically Sophia Gaia, and ended up giving away the crystal technology to the Atlanteans. The Atlanteans attempted to use this 5D crystal technology for self-service, <clears throat> which is an automatic no-no in terms of universal law. So what happened was they essentially created what we would know today as a nuclear weapon. Nuclear power in and of itself is not a negative thing, but nuclear has been used for self-service which is why it is destructive. Anything that is used for self-gain or self-service becomes destructive. Anything that is used in service to the whole, in service for the higher good, is creation. So the Atlanteans essentially set off a nuclear bomb. They blew up the planet. It didn't explode, but they, it did sink both civilizations. About 200,000 Lemurians were able to escape and they did go into uh, the inner earth and they um, created the civilization now known as Agartha. This was the true story of Noah's Ark. Um, Noah's Ark was based on the flood, aka the explosion, and the 200,000 Lemurians who did manage to escape into the inner earth and they did colonize in Agartha. There was also a remaining surface population. So this was a mix of Lemurians and Atlanteans, and they got dropped down into the third dimension. So because the planet was basically put on a crash course into a black hole, because of this explosion, because of this <clears throat> basically atrocity against universal law, Earth was set on a crash course into a black hole. Mother of all creation had to actually, with all her force, bring the planet back into its natural orbit. The planet then fell in dimensions. So Gaia fell into the third dimension and the remaining surface population <clears throat> has no, had no remembrance of what happened. It would be like going into a coma and then waking up and not remembering how you got there, what happened. They did not remember that they were a part of Source. They did not remember where they came from. So they were in a very vulnerable position and they were knocked down to a very primitive consciousness. At that time, because of the galactic wars that were occurring, the Anunnaki, who were a fallen race, took over the planet. They had wanted to take over Earth for a long time is very sought after, and they moved in at a very vulnerable position. So they moved in, and they actually partnered up with the Atlanteans and took all their research, <clears throat> took the technology that they were using, in order to then manipulate and control the remaining surface populations to become a slave race to them. And this is why many have picked up on some of the true history. The Anunnaki are obsessed with gold they, because they were using it to keep themselves alive. If anybody has ever seen the movie Jupiter Ascending, I think it's called Jupiter Ascending, 
they talk about this race of beings who they essentially have to steal life force energy. And that goes for every, um, every race that is not from source. So they are either a fallen race or they were created from separation. They don't have souls. They are not connected to source. They were not birthed from source. So they must steal life force energy from something outside of themselves. So they were using gold and as well as using and siphoning energy from the surface population and making them enslaved um, to fuel their life force energy, to keep them alive. Now, because they can only operate at a low frequency level, they had to keep the planet in a third dimensional state or they would essentially lose power. They would not be able to exist on this plane. Um, due to the frequency. So they hijacked the technology and they began to use it to start manipulating our DNA. And there's a, there, the, there's a whole nother series I could do on the DNA manipulation, but just to, you know, get to the, get to the big point of the story, which was that the Giza pyramids, as well as other sacred sites around the planet were created with 5d tech. That's why they can't be recreated and they were transmitters. So they would, uh, receive source energy, specifically the Giza pyramids from the galactic center. And then they would emit it around the planet, creating a unified source field of energy around the planet. So the pyramids were constantly emitting the energy of oneness, which kept the planet in harmony, which kept the planet in a fifth dimensional state. When the Anunnaki moved in, they hijacked those pyramids. And in those pyramids was what was known as the dream machine, which was the portal that connected all the humans on earth straight to source so that we were in constant flow with source energy. We were bringing in inspiration, limitless possibilities, imagination, visions, dreams, ideas from the ether, from source, and we would then manifest it into physicality. They hijacked the dream machine and they created the ego programmed mind and they inserted it into the dream machine. So Basically, the whole planet, they have been using artificial technology, AI technology, to be constantly emitting lower frequency energy. That is why it has been so challenging here on Earth to break out of the illusion, because everywhere you go, there is constant emissions of low frequency energy and specifically the ego program mind was like a virus that got implanted just like if you put a virus on a computer it not only affect infects your computer it's now going to infect all computers so everyone on the planet became infected with this virus and it has morphed over 27,000 years. And it has morphed to the extent that it is so deeply ingrained into the DNA that it, it takes a lot of time and effort. And it's a process of basically deleting that virus from the DNA, breaking out of the low frequency transmissions and to exit the mind 
to exit the ego programmed mind. And so the DNA, most of why science can only decode 10% of the DNA and they can't decode the other 90% is because the 10% of the DNA that they can decode follows a logical, linear, predictable pattern because that is the programming, that is the virus. So it's easily observable because it follows a very predictable pattern. It is linear and logical. The other 90% of the DNA is the God consciousness in the DNA that has been suppressed, that cannot activate because that 10% is dominating. It is infecting the rest of the DNA in the vessel. <clears throat> this is also why they split the hemispheres of our brain. Our brain was always a whole organ. It was never, and by the way, the mind and the brain, two different things. Brain is the organ, mind is the virus. They split our hemispheres because they know that the right brain is what connects to source. The left brain <clears throat> was always supposed to be the supporter of the right brain. So in fifth dimensional consciousness, you have a whole brain. There's no left and right hemisphere. It's all one brain. But for our sake, you know, we have to look at it as left and right. The right brain brings in the inspiration, the intuition, the connection with <clears throat> source and the above dimensions. And when it receives information intuitively, creatively, the left brain then helps to um, organize the information. It, it helps to organize it and then is able for us to share it speak it, implement it. So it is supposed to support the right brain, but when they split the hemispheres, they essentially shut down the right brain and we all moved into left brain only thinking, which is where the ego mind virus lives. It puts us in a loop. So every day we basically get reset. Every day we do the same thing over and over and over we have the same fears the same thought loops the same behavioral patterns and we just continue doing it over and over and over and over so every day is the same every year is the same every lifetime is the same that's how they keep us in a time loop because the left brain the ego mind can only replay what is from the past it has no ability to transcend time and space and receive information that is outside of what it already knows and that is where we're stuck that is where we the collective has gotten stuck because they don't know how to move out of that loop and into creation into oneness with source which transcends this virus it activates the god dna it activates the right brain and all of a sudden you break out of the illusion and it's much easier to navigate so the first kind of aspect to it is is understanding how the programmings work and they get past on, you know, there's all there's been a lot of conversations in the science community for many decades about, oh, is it nature or is it nurture? You know, what creates a person? Well, of course, it's both things. It's always both things. So we inherit through our DNA programmings, traumas, and wounds 
that unless we take on in healing them and breaking those patterns, we will then just pass it on to our children. We, of course, also have the aspect of nurture, which is the environment. So this plays into why we have a lot of cultural programmings. We have a lot of religious programmings. We have a lot of racial programmings because not only are you inheriting this from the DNA itself, but you are absorbing additional programmings, traumas, and woundings from your environment and from the way you grew up and where you grew up and all of that kind of stuff. And the ego mind operates on fight or flight. So it will, it will go into resistance. Basically, here's how you can pick out where the ego lies. The ego has to externalize everything. Its sole focus is on everything that is outside of itself because the ego cannot see itself. It cannot reflect on itself, right? Because it is a virus. It is a computer. A computer cannot reflect on the fact that it's a computer, right? Like it, it, it's not able to do that. It's not able to see itself. That's what the ego is. So instead, what is what, how we play this game is that everything you see outside of yourself is a reflection of you. It's a video game. You are the main character in your video game. So, and I like to refer to it as the quantum field. There is the one quantum field, which is true reality. But in this game, we each have our own quantum field. So everything in your quantum field is a reflection of you. And the reason that that is, is because again, the ego cannot see itself. It has no ability to self-reflect. Only consciousness can do that. So when we, when we go through our lives and we wonder why certain things happen, why certain patterns repeat, it's all trying to show us where we are unhealed, where the virus is still overtaking us. So every person in your life, every experience, every event, anything you see outside of yourself is a reflection of you and when i say you i just mean the ego not your soul but your ego because all of our egos are the same they're all the same so the only way we can play this game is to learn how to see things outside of ourselves as a reflection of our own ego so that we can then be like okay let me dissolve that because the more people that dissolve the programmings within them, those programmings start to dissolve within the collective consciousness. That is why everyone is so important in this game. It is a consciousness game. So we have to understand that. And when you really take that in, it changes the way that you play this game. It changes the way that you see everything. The other thing to note is that the ego programmed mind, the virus, is based in fight or flight. Fear is the opposite of love, hence why this planet has been overtaken by fear, because if we embody love, the frequency rises and it is unsustainable for those who are soulless, so to speak. 
Um, and the ego plays games. And one way to see it is that anything that really triggers you, that's where you have to lean in. Whatever really triggers you, really just makes you feel some type of way, that's where your transformation lies. Anything you are resistant to is exactly what you need to do. That's how the ego plays. It's always going to do the opposite of love. So that's why it's it, once you see it, you won't unsee it. You know what I mean? Like once you see that, you can never unsee it. And it makes the game a lot easier to play, especially with other people and understanding their egos. Right. And that's why we always say, listen to your own internal guidance, because if you ask other people's perspectives and and opinions, which are bullshit and you know, ask people in the ego for help or what you should do, they're always going to tell you the opposite, the opposite of what love would do, because they don't, they're not there. We're all working so that we can actually be totally embodying the frequencies of unconditional love, in which we no longer are controlled by fear, we no longer are controlled by the mind, we are playing the game at the top level. And the funniest part is that the cabal and those of the lower can't play at that level. That's why they're losing control of the game. They can only play on their level. So that's why we always say it is an internal journey. And because everything outside of you is literally just a manifestation of the ego that you have and that everybody shares. So what we see that plays out on the world stage or on the collective stage is simply a manifestation of the collective ego. So each person that takes accountability for those things that actually does the inner work to dissolve those programmings helps the collective make quantum leaps. It starts dissolving those external characters that are that are still reflecting to us the lower so anything that triggers you is a treasure it is showing you where you have the most healing to do and so the ego will again will always tell you to do the opposite of what love would do so it's really easy to kind of pick out um so anything that really triggers you the ego will always say Oh, well, move away from what triggers you. Protect yourself from what triggers you. Run away from what triggers you. That is the opposite of what love would do. Love would face it, heal it, and change its perspective. The ego will also make you extremely resistant to anything that is truth or anything that would be highest for your evolution. So examples are comfort zones. If going outside of a comfort zone you feel really, really, you're like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I'll give you one example. I had never, I was always a city girl, grew up in the city, loved the city. Um, and I had never been, I'd, I'd never camped in my life uh, up until a few years ago coming to Mission. Um, wasn't a big outdoorsy type of person. Like, I love, you know, like everybody does, you know, you love the pool or the beach or, you know, you, you love kind of being outside in certain, certain places, but camping was like totally outside. Like it was like, no, don't want to do that. 
And it ended up being my highest healing. It ended up being the exact thing that broke me out of a lot of programmings. So your ego will always make you resistant to going outside your comfort zone when it is highest and best for your evolution. It will lie to you every step of the way to keep you enslaved because that's its whole purpose. Um, The other way to, to spot it is that any thought that does not bring you joy or inspiration is the ego. Plain and simple. Any judgment you have of another, ego. Any judgment you have of yourself, ego. Any fearful thought, ego. Um, anything that is uh, critical, judgmental, fearful, um, anytime your mind is trying to convince you that you're right and they're wrong, ego. And we'll go through all the programmings, but these are just the quick tips of how you spot it. And and when you start going internal, when you start really becoming the observer of your own behavior, of your thought patterns and of your behavioral patterns, you will slowly begin to dismantle the virus. You will slowly begin to dismantle this programming. And the best way that you can begin is we always advocate for the self-love disciplines. We do have that guide on the site under the library tab as well as many other guides. Um, But self-love disciplines really do assist in keeping you on, you know, on the soul path, on an alignment with your soul. Um, But there's a lot of other things that you can do as well, which is to put yourself purposely outside your comfort zone to purposely lean into the things that trigger you. And and by that, I mean, really sit with them, really face them. Um, If there's someone that you've always had a conflict with, and it's always a blame game of they're, they're wrong, I'm right, this sort of thing, flip the script and look at yourself internally. Be vulnerable in communicating with this person that you have a conflict with. 99% of the time, it's going to get resolved because it's really just two egos battling each other. And remember that don't take anything personally. And so I'll mention the four agreements because um, by Don Miguel Luis, because those four agreements are the basis of what you can instill in yourself every single day that will make this game a lot easier. Number one, don't take anything personally. (laughs) Nothing is personal. Everyone is trying to get out of the programming. Everyone is trying to anchor in their higher self. It is not personal. It is just collective energy that is going to get expressed through different vessels. Be impeccable with your word. That means speak your truth. Say what you mean. Don't beat around the bush. Also ensure that your words are being used for the highest good. Stop talking shit. Stop gossiping. Stop judging. Use your words for the highest good. Do not make assumptions. The ego loves making assumptions. Use this mantra. I don't know shit. I don't know shit. Communicate. Ask questions. Allow an answer to unfold. Don't make assumptions. And the last one is always do your best. And only you know if you are doing your best. (laughs) 
Only you can say if you're doing your best. So those are the quick tips and a little bit of breakdown on the ego. And we will continue this series step by step with each programming, with how to dissolve it, and with the divine trait to anchor in. So love you guys. Um, just as a reharder, um, on our website, <clears throat> 5dfulldisclosure.org, on the library tab, there are plenty of guides that can assist you with any aspect of your journey and your healing that you are looking for for assistance. You can also go to the tab of 5D University. There are a lot of videos there as well, explaining a lot of these things and unpacking them further. If anybody needs assistance, we have sessions on the site. Please feel free to book a session. If you require equal energy exchange, please let us know. We're always here to assist in the best ways that we can. So I love you guys and we'll be back soon.